The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. football to the max episode as we preview uh the rest of the week in the nfl also get to some news and more we if you missed it we do have a separate podcast talking about the thursday night football game that crazy game uh that was you certainly if you didn't watch it, you need to go watch highlights because it's well worth uh going out of your way to see but uh, there's certainly some good and bad news to discuss here as we approach the rest of NFL Week 7. Eric, I mean, some interesting gains, but of course also some uh, interesting news to get here too. Some of these games are quirky, but looking at the schedule, especially in the 1 o'clock window, we got a lot of dogs barking in this one. Yeah, some interesting games in the 4 o'clock slot, though. And then that Sunday night football game that everybody is going to be wanting to watch. The Super Bowl rematch happening as well. Uh, so, And then you get an NFC showdown on Monday night. So, uh, mm-hmm. One that uh, the rest of the NFC will be watching closely because... Uh, you know, you're going to be wanting the Redskins to, to take a game away from the Eagles. But, you know, the Eagles can certainly put themselves in the driver's seat in that game. But we'll get to that at the end here. Uh, let's start off with some bad news for Andrew Luck. As he has suffered a setback in his recovery from the surgically repaired shoulder. He is being shut down because of soreness and now there's no timetable for his return uh basically saying uh i'm not, i don't want to put a specul i don't want to speculate right now i'm not going to put a timeline on that right now does does andrew luck really need to play this season oh hell no no he doesn't i mean the team ain't that good. Who is he really going to throw to? And the, he's just coming I mean, back. T.Y. Hilton is certainly somebody to throw to, and he makes a lot out of Jack Doyle. And Dante Moncrief's not 
anybody. I mean, but but at the same time, you're going to expect him to deal with all of that with someone who has taken a hit to the kidney and who went six whole months without throwing a football. Really? No. This, call it a season, have him back at close to 100% for 2018. I mean, yeah, you're, uh, you're right about that, in that, I kind of agree with you. I, I feel that, like, you might as well just... You know what? Just just let it go. I mean, you're certainly it's a you know, you're playing at home against the Jags. It, you know, you you could say that that's a game that you could win, right? Uh I mean, that would put you at 3 and 4. Yeah, but again, it's not in Jacksonville. The Jaguars seem to do fantastic everywhere outside of Jacksonville. Oh, that you're could... not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong there at all. But uh, certainly, you still have to do a lot to catch the Texans, uh, who seem to be just pulverizing teams at this point. Uh, I mean, once you get into division, all things are, you know, are off. But hey, it would keep you pace with the rest, with, with the Titans being what they are at at uh, three at three and three, and the Jaguars would go to three and four if you're able to beat them. You'd be three and four, so you'd be in pace with everybody else. Uh, you just have to hope that the Texans drop games and and whatnot. Uh, so I mean that division is still very available right now for you so that i think that's something that they have to monitor right with andrew luck if that division is there for you to grab later in the season and you feel like andrew luck's the one to take you there he is your franchise quarterback then i i guess do it but if you lose a couple more games i don't know i think at that point even if the division kind of stays where it is maybe you just say all right, Andrew, look, just we're shutting you down. We're going to do this season with Jacoby Brissett. And, hey, if we get a high draft pick, maybe we'll we'll add something to the defense to make it better. It, it, yeah. Oh, uh, or get you a really good offensive lineman that you can count on. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. Don't necessarily worry about the interior defense or anything just yet. Shore up the offensive line so he doesn't keep getting smacked around. Because as is, even Jacoby Brissett's taken a couple of hits. He has a little bit better mobility to where it's not anywhere near as bad. But if you're a franchise quarterback who gets beat to crap, your NFL lifespan is going to be shortened dramatically. And the Colts really don't want to exacerbate that problem next year because they know one, two more wrong hits, and then all of a sudden he's retired. Exactly. Yeah, that's what you got to worry about here is this is no joke. I mean, he gets too many wrong hits. You could be talking about him not him being out. That's it. So uh, looking at this game, though, I think this is one where 
the Jaguars could certainly pounce on uh, Jacoby Brissett, who is prone to throw interceptions. Uh, yes, he's a running quarterback, but I feel like that front line can deal with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, you know, Frank Gore's been okay. Uh, Marlon Mack has has been sort of the, the guy that's broken out there. And he, he could have a good game, but I, I feel like that Jaguars defense is, is going to keep things difficult. Yeah. Uh, for the Colts to move the ball around and they're this will be another they're, game where Fournette shines. Yeah, they're calling it Saxonville for a reason. Leonard Fournette did get tweaked last week, but he's saying it's nothing too serious. We'll see how he does, but I come back to the point. It's not in Jacksonville. We've seen how the Jaguars do to teams when they're not in Jacksonville. It's easy pickings. Yeah, uh, I think, you know, as long as Blake Fortles doesn't make mistakes and they're able to use Fournette and, and, and he gets positive yards and keeps the ground game going and the, the defense can do what they do, cause turnovers, which, again, Joey Jacoby Brissett is, uh, can be prone to. I think the Jaguars can get this one. I'm going to give them the win. So am I. Well, the Seahawks got bad news that the Cliff Averill injury is even more serious than they possibly thought. This is a guy that's important on their defensive line. Uh, Remember, it was a serious neck injury that was going to keep him out for a while. And they have now placed him on injured reserve. And his season uh, is done. And he's also considering retiring. At this point, he's only 31, but, you know, I mean, neck injuries are nothing to scoff at uh, at this point uh, in your life. You know, you got to start thinking about, hey, the rest of your life and, uh, you know, you can get that healed and not have to worry about taking hits on it uh, the rest of your life as well, so... It would be a big blow to the Seahawks, though, if if he has to go out. It, it, it would be a big blow, but I think Seattle can recover. They're not going to be the same, but I think that they're going to have points to where they can build off this. And if I'm Cliff Averill, look back at your career and you ask yourself, what do you have to prove? If you can't answer that question, then you go ahead and retire. Simple as that. Yeah, that's important. Uh, do you feel like it's worth risking that, you know, you've won Super Bowls uh, or Super Bowl? You know, you've gotten to another Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, you've gotten to that highest level. Do you feel like you're going to be able to do that again with this team that the defense continues to age and they really haven't, you know, filled it back up with the younger guys? The offensive line's still bad for Russell Wilson. Yes, once again, the Seahawks are figuring out ways to win. That's what they do. But if you don't feel like that neck can take that grind for a few more seasons, you know, get mm-hmm. on now. So, I mean, I hope for him that 
whatever decision he makes, right, is is uh, something that continues to be good for his future or not. You know, I'd hate to have hear him getting a even worse neck injury or something by coming back and, and making it worse. They do play the one in five New York Giants uh, at MetLife Stadium, where the Giants have yet to win this this season. Uh, uh, Roger Scramati is back from that suspension. It it took some daring play calls by McAdoo to get things uh, going for the Giants. This is a game that certainly, with Eli Manning, with his experience and everything else, could and that team could rally and win. But I feel like the Seahawks would be too much. Way too much. The Giants, great that they're piecemealing something, but you can't have that performance like you did against the Broncos and Trevor Simeon against Russell Wilson. Much different quarterback, much different style. Guess what? A lot more of the read option to take advantage and kind of try to control the clock a little bit more. It just, no. Seahawks take this one. Yeah, that's where I'm going to, to the Seahawks. I mean, uh, not only that defense that can, that can cause a lot of problems for that bad offensive line, which did look better uh, last week, but that's also because, again, the Broncos were were their own worst enemy last week on offense. So uh, I don't think the Seahawks are going to have that problem. Now, again, Seahawks do have the problem with the offensive line. They lost another offensive lineman. And, you know, but Russell Wilson is mobile. He can deal with that. He can move around. Uh, you can you can run the ball if necessary, and and you get your you get your points that way. I, I think when I'm looking at that, it's just for me uh, the Seahawks uh, should win this game here. Moving on uh, to a, another situation here, the Cleveland Browns, who are. In, in disarray at quarterback again. When have they not been disarrayed? I, I, I'm just saying, once again, after going through this whole change of bringing in Kevin Hogan, oh, he doesn't perform well against the Houston Texans. And so they're going right back to Deshaun Kaiser again. Uh, no stability there. Yes, they lost 33-17. Uh, to 17. They were down twenty four to three at the half. I I don't know. I don't know that either one is a great situation, but I guess it's good that they're going back to the rookie. Just okay, no more, no more shuffling. Don't bring in Cody Kessler later or whatever. You're riding and dying with Deshaun Kaiser. No, they won't. You'll you'll probably see Cody Kessler around week eleven. If not sooner. Oh, come on, Eric. Come on. You can't you can't do this to the guy. He's got I'm well aware, but how many times have I said to friends, to family, and on this podcast or on other podcasts that Cleveland Browns ruin quarterbacks and their careers? 
They've had a lot of talent. They've had a lot of skill at that position, yet they don't have any patience. So they keep trying to get someone in, someone in, who will win right out of the gate, and it never happens because 99% of quarterbacks coming out of college do not win out of the gate. Well, not just that, but I also wonder if Hugh Jackson is not this quarterback guru that we thought he, you know, a lot of people thought, we thought, coming coming back from Cincinnati. Even without Hugh Jackson, you had how many different coaches? Hell, I, I know, I know what we're saying, but look Rodzinski at after a year when Brian Hoyer, who was your best quarterback, tore his ACL. Yeah, I mean Josh McCown was doing stuff, and then he got hurt. I mean, uh, you know, it, it, it's been a very unlucky situation, also for the Browns. Uh, you know the whole Josh Gordon deal, all that stuff. Uh, it's not they they've had their own sets of dramas everywhere. It's amazing that Joe Thomas has started every snap for them because I would be going nuts. Uh, I'd, I'd like to take a game off just to deal with the mental side of things that you're having to deal with uh, as a, a Browns player, not to mention a Browns fan. I you know it, apparently Hogan's dealing with bruised ribs as well. But, uh, in fact, that's the reason why Cody Kessler is going to be the number two. But it's just, look, at this point, just go with Kaiser. You're 0-6. You're not going anywhere. You guys obviously don't care if you have another really bad season. You get to be right back up there again in the, the draft order. This is supposed to be a wonderful year of quarterbacks. Whether Donald comes out or not, and you know, maybe that's the year you finally take the quarterback number one or two or three or whatever you end up being, and and you go with that. I don't know, but you're zero and six. You're most likely gonna be zero and seven after this game that you're playing here against the the Tennessee Titans, but. Uh, especially because Marcus Mariota proved that when he wants to put the hammer down, he can put the hammer down. Uh, even if you control this running game, I think it, it's just going to be too much for that defense. But I don't know. I just I'm at a loss with this with the Browns at this point. Just, I'm not. This this is an organization that until they finally realize they need a top down overhaul. This is how it's going to be. This is how it's going to be. They don't have the... They've never had the right people that will be able to build a franchise. You can build one in Cleveland, but you have to know how. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how far it's going to have to go uh, before they decide to just say that maybe this situation that we're trying to bring out here is not working. It works out in getting us draft picks and stuff, but it's not really working in, in progressing the team anywhere. 
No, it isn't. It really isn't. And then the longer this takes, then the longer it's going to take, and the more fans are going to have to suffer. Exactly. Uh, exactly. And I, I would say that they're suffering once again this week against the Titans. Titans win. Yeah. 0-7. Possibly longer. Who's to say at this point? Yeah. Who knows? I wouldn't be surprised if we're talking about them flirting with the 0-16 again. I said that at the beginning of the year. It's just like, God, you had to think at some point these, this no. team's going to go somewhere. But. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, so, you know, last week was the huge story was the Aaron Rodgers collarbone injury that likely may keep him out the rest of the regular season at least. Let's see what happens with, you know, if the Packers are flirting with the postseason. But uh, this is now the Brett Hundley show, at least for this week. You're playing a New Orleans Saints team that has been pretty hot. Uh, they, they played well the first game without Adrian Peterson being on their team. I thought Brett Hundley did fine. But obviously, you know, this is his first major role now, and and he's going to be prone to mistakes, I'm sure. What do you think in Lambeau for the Packers? Saints are a four-point favorite, as they should be with all things considered. But do you think the Packers have enough to just kind of win some, lose some with, with Hundley, or is it going to be all bad? No, it's not going to be all bad at all. And honestly, with the Saints defense, this is going to give Huntley some time because he does have almost as good of an arm and a little bit better of escapability. I don't think there's too many changes that you have to make in this Packers offense. And personally, it wouldn't surprise me if the Packers won at home against New Orleans this week. I was going to go with that and pick the upset and say the Packers. It's weird to say the Packers upset at home. Uh, but yes, with the unknown. I mean, Hundley did throw a touchdown last week. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like the Packers just absolutely sucked it up after that it was just it was going to be difficult you I think the team was still dealing with the shock of him not not being there and and everything else so I mean that's something that you uh honest that you have to deal with and I think now that you have a week to to process this you know that Hunley's the guy right now uh it's certainly the Saints can go out then there and and they could put up a bunch of points and maybe Hundley just can't keep up and the Saints win that way or Hundley makes mistakes and and the Saints win that way as well with defense which we have seen them do I, I still think the Packers will get it done but we'll not yeah. be surprised in the least if, if this is a Saints big win yeah because at this point again 
that performance from the defensive side against Detroit was a little bit flukish. Don't think that's going to happen again. Yeah, I mean, you're also looking at a Lions team that have shown that if their defense is not committing turnovers, who they're one of the two teams along with Houston on the bye week this week. Of they, it, it's a problem for them to create points, and that seemed to be an issue uh, last week. So, uh, yeah, Packers win for me. Are you going with that as well, or? Yeah. Packers, I think with what's going on, the Saints might be in for a bit of a letdown. Packers take it. Well, uh, there is a London game this week. It's not at the 930 slot, but it's the Twickenham Stadium over there in London. Uh, A divisional game. Uh, Something a lot of times we have seen these. Uh, in the past, a lot of times they try not to do these because you're taking away the home game for, for one of the teams in a divisional game. But uh, the 4-2 and two Rams take on the 3-3 three and three Cardinals who showed signs of life with Peterson uh, last week making his debut. I feel like we've seen running teams go in and not do so hot. Both of these guys, obviously Gurley and, and Peterson, can do a lot of that. Uh, you know, well, we can go in here thinking we're going to see some big shootout, but these London games usually wind up not being that. Not typically, <sighs> no. And I feel like I'm just going to go with the better team here and say the Los Angeles Rams. I, I don't know. I just I wonder. I think the the Rams have. We did see that the Cowboys ran on the Rams, but I feel like they they could certainly stop Peterson. And then once again put it all on Palmer and and make this difficult. But I don't know. It's just I don't I don't even know what to do with these London games anymore. There's every time you think you know what's going to happen, it, the absolute opposite happens. Well, personally, I want to pick Arizona in a little bit of an upset here, just because of that London factor. But if the Rams wind up winning another nail-biter, okay. <gasps> because, ugh, there's, there's just way too many wild cards going on right now. Speaking of wild cards, the Jets have been a wild card uh, this season. The Dolphins at Hard Rock Stadium got the... the Crazy win uh, last week. Uh, it was not pretty. No. Certainly. Um, the Jets had a very good reason to be angry, as uh, you know they could have very well beat the Patriots if it wasn't for some crazy decision by referees. I don't know. I still feel like the Jets are the better team here. Jay Cutler has not shown me anything to make me feel like he's going to get it in this next game. Uh, The Jets know the danger of Jay Ajayi. I feel like they're going to set out to stop him. And Josh McCown does enough. Bilal Powell is back after missing last week. Uh, He could certainly be, be a big factor here. Um. 
I don't know. I just trust the Jets a little bit more than Dolphins, even though it's at Hard Rock Stadium. I'm going to say the Jets. Uh, I think, honestly, I'm picking the Dolphins, not because they're at home, but because I think they don't want to get into a habit of having big games like that against Atlanta be a fluke. I think they want to show that they finally turned things around and to do it against the Jets to get yourself back in that AFC East race, this would be the perfect time. I think they take it. These divisional games, as we've seen, they can be pretty crazy. Uh, You think you you know the, the better team and then that team that you think is going to get skunked comes in and just absolutely plays uh, ridiculous. Uh, so, as we saw with the Jets last week against the Patriots, so um, as we saw with the Raiders and, and Chiefs on Thursday night, these these divisional games can be a little crazy. We saw with the Titans and Colts, and it goes on and on. So, yeah, certainly anything can happen there, but I, I'm going to say the Jets, the Chicago Bears won in a situation where they probably should have won a lot more handily than they did, but they got the win. Now you're going against a Panthers team that is undefeated on the road. And Cam Newton has has had a resurgence. Uh, I This is a weird game for me because uh, I feel like the Panthers defense could really lock in on Trubisky and make him look bad in this game. Uh, especially if they can kind of hold down the the Howard and Cohen combo. I, I'm i going to go with the Panthers here. The Bears still don't seem confident enough to give Trubisky the whole field. That really Again, going... but you have nobody that you're throwing to, so what are you going to no. give him the whole field for? Well, you you need to because you're going to get into this predictability of bootlegs and going on all this and that, and then what's the point? Their biggest mistake was getting rid of Victor Cruz in the preseason. Biggest mistake. There had to be something there that they weren't seeing from him. It's so weird because he was catching touchdowns. I just, yes. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was uh, the a salary problem or I don't know. It just feels weird. I mean, obviously, you're not expecting for your receivers to just keep going down like that, but, yeah, just, mm. just crazy situation with, with some of the decisions sometimes. not trying to bring him back now, that's extremely telling one way or another. Yeah, it has to be something, whether it was a, maybe a locker room thing or or whatnot, but... Yeah, so you going with the Panthers, too? Yeah, I've got to go with the Panthers in this one. The Buccaneers are 0-2 on the road, and the Bills happen to be 2-0 at home at New Era Field, where they play much better. Uh, Jameis Winston says he is ready to go and be better, and the... Bills are looking to get back on track after they have just have been upsetting their fan base with these these games as of late. You think the Bills can get it, for the lack of a better word, get it together finally? 
<laughs> I, I, I see what you did there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I really think they can. I mean, they may be going up against one of their own and Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think that's going to add a little extra intrigue, but I don't know. The way that the Bills are, I see the Bucks giving them a fight, but mm-mm. Yeah, I, th- I think the Bills finally uh, figure out what's been ailing them and go back to the the Bills team that we've saw- seen earlier in the in the year uh, that was really surprising us. And LaShawn McCoy plays a much better game. Tyrod Taylor, I think, might be a little bit of a problem for that Bucks defense that I feel like was starting to get a bit overrated as of late, and they've kind of been put in their place. Um, don't forget that Bills defense is still one of the top ones in the league. I'm going to go with the Bills. Yep. Speaking of tough defenses, you got the Vikings, who have been tremendous at home, and with Case Keenum, are, are still beating uh, are still beating teams uh, since he came come in. It came in and. Uh, for Sam Bradford again. So uh, the Ravens have just been this absolutely like Jekyll and Hyde team. Sometimes they absolutely get whooped and then they go out and have a game like last week where they were down, came back and almost won. And just, I I don't know anymore with the Ravens, but I, I feel like I can be confident picking the Vikings in this game though. Yeah, I mean, there the, the there's going to be a little bit of a purple cloud now that there might be a late season emergence of Teddy Bridgewater, but I think in the meantime, this is not the same Ravens team, not the same Ravens defense that we've seen in years past, and I think even with Case Keenum when he's on, he can throw for 350 yards and just torch you. Plus, with guys like uh, Murray and McKinnon in the backfield, Vikings should have very little trouble in the Battle of the Purple. <laughs> I didn't think about that, but yes, it would be a Battle of the Purple. Uh, the Purple People Eaters. No, come up with be. a much more clever name for the color just in the purple. So, uh, yeah, maybe expect some good tweets on Sunday. I'm uh, I'm saying those purple people eaters are going to be chewing on the ravens. What are you, uh, you going with the Vikings as well? I'm going with the Vikings. It, it, it Minnesota. I mean, yeah, with the way that the Twins did, God knows I've talked about I Minnesota. love how you always figure out the Twins and they are so not relevant. <laughs> Well, so, but this is what I'm saying. The Twins had a heartbreaking end of their season a couple weeks ago. God knows I've talked about Minnesota United enough. The Wild, I think they're kind of struggling to get going a bit. So Minnesota sports needs a little hope. especially. Wolves lost their first game to the Spurs after you see, you see, keeping it close most of the game. Yeah. It's, uh, it's exciting to have the NBA back, actually. Just to say, I thought I wouldn't care about the season, and here I am. 
uh, caring about it, excited to watch the, even though they lost to the Hawks uh, in game one, excited to watch the Mavs tomorrow. Uh, but uh, either way, yes, uh, here we are at the 4 o'clock games. And the first one we have to talk about here is the Dallas Cowboys coming off their bye against the 0-6 San Francisco 49ers, who now are starting C.J. Beathard, Iowa quarterback, at quarterback uh, in Levi Stadium. Of course, Cowboys are coming off the big news that they will be the host of the NFL Draft next season. All three days at AT&T Stadium as well. There's no bouncing around Dallas or Arlington or anything like that. Uh, me being a Dallas native, I don't think I'm going to be going down there for that or anything of that sort. But it is pretty cool to to be happening in your hometown. I was there for when the Super Bowl was happening, and that was uh, chaotic. But uh, what do you think, Eric, uh, getting to watch the draft from Jerry World, basically? I think that would be a fun experience. I would hope he gets to do something similar to what he did for the Jerry World opener and have some extra standing room so you can have 100,000 plus in attendance. Now, with a little bit of and rum. And this is also perfect for the party pass. I should mention. Oh, absolutely. Like that, that standing room thing where you, you can mm -hmm. just be walking around the stadium as the picks are being called and all that stuff. I mean, there, there's a lot for you there. They can do the, all the stuff outside. Uh, just, oh God, just please don't make it to where you have to watch Goodell walk from to and fro like the year before. <laughs> that was a pain. By the time he got to the podium to make the Thing, say whatever it was you needed to say and then walk back you're like oh my god I'm exhausted waiting for this so also yeah. let's just hope that uh, with the current uh, socio-political climate in the NFL and Jerry Jones's very public stance let's hope that he doesn't screw it up so that way he can keep the draft next year at his stadium uh, I I don't think that's going to be a problem. Uh, the owners did have meetings uh, with the players regarding that. They are, once again, stating that they want the players to stand for the anthem, but they really can't, obviously. Uh, mm -hmm. You know. Um, well, I have some very trusted sources that I have. Don't get too comfortable because it's not as unanimous as if you would think. Well, I mean, That's... there's already talk about Colin Kaepernick appearing at the next time they have meetings and everything else. You know, uh, the I mean, the the issue is talking, you know, from Goodell saying that. Pretty, you know, this is uh, players should stand for the national anthem. It's also an important part of our game that we take great pride in. It's also for us to honor our flag and our country. We think our fans expect us to do that, and so that was something we continue to focus on uh, during the meetings. Uh, they also talked about other things. 
Obviously, the feeling is that this is getting beyond the scope of Colin Kaepernick, what Colin Kaepernick's message, right? And so they want to make sure that they're doing it for the right reasons. And I understand that point, too. But uh, I think the bottom line for the owners is this is starting to cost them money. There's people that are not watching games because of all the hoopla with the kneeling and the protesting the flag and everything else. So they don't want to keep losing people because of that. And I don't blame them. When it starts affecting your bottom dollar, that's when it forces you to make a change. And the owners care about that money. And, and uh, you know, one way or the other, we might find players are going to start feeling the, the back end of that with, uh, hey, like, let's, let's get it going with it. Stop doing this disrespecting the flag thing because we're going to just keep having people leaving. Yeah, and, and again, it's even amongst the owners themselves, it's not as much of a unity as you would necessarily believe, and that's a situation that's going to get a lot uglier before it gets better. Yes, uh, you would you would certainly think that as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, talking about something else called legal situations, uh, the Ezekiel Elliott legal situation with the NFL continues uh, as he was given a temporary restraining order and the judge is on vacation, has 14 days, uh, during that time, if she decides to be on vacation after that, the judge that made the ruling can extend that. Uh, so, you know, she can continue to be on her vacation or, or whatnot. So probably for sure, we know he's playing in this game against the 49ers and for sure next week. And perhaps even into week nine, he's playing. And that means he plays against, you know, against the Chiefs. So important games coming up for the Cowboys. They try to get back to 500. And they will have Zeke Elliott. The thing is, what do you do after that? And so far, it looks like, all things considered, he might very likely get that uh, preliminary injunction, which would, once again, give us feeling that he would be able to play the rest of the season. But there are rumors going around that the NFL is worried about they might lose this case entirely, and they're trying to find a settlement with Zeke. Mm, I think the NFL is kind of bigger fish to fry right now. Otherwise, no, they don't have bigger fish to fry, or they would drop this. They obviously still no. want to make a point with this. No, they want to make a point, but they do have bigger fish to fry because of the collusion case. Remember, with the collusion case... If they rule in favor of Colin Kaepernick, the CBA could be terminated prematurely. If that happens, what's one thing that DeMore Smith could and should and probably will do? Work stoppage, regardless of when it's decided. So, yeah, they're a little bit bigger fish. Yes, they do want to make a point with this, but if they were automatically looking for settlement... They wouldn't have gone ahead and file 
whatever sort of appeal for this injunction? And well, all no, this? because they thought that they would get the whole, oh, well, we already got a ruling on this. Let's just get that ruling again and be, be done with it. But the problem is it's not the same. The, the testimony that the NFLPA was trying to get heard as far as the whole fairness situation, it wasn't really consequential to the case. Whereas not getting the information from the accuser in this situation and not having all the facts from the person that's accusing Ezekiel of, of, you know, of, of the domestic violence, that's different. That's almost vital to this case. And so that's where, you know, she could rule the judge or the, the female judge that's on the case now or someone later could rule and say, well, you guys did not give Ezekiel Elliott a fair arbitration and therefore this whole thing gets vacated and he serves no suspension. So now could the NFL go and try to be ticky tacky and try to get him on a suspension for the uh, the St. Patrick's Day parade crap and then the other stuff? Yeah, I guess they could if they want to. But, I mean, that's just going to add more fuel to the fire for that other case as well that you were talking about. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I just, I feel like the NFL is just trying to reach a settlement again because they don't want to lose this case and look bad. But, you know, if you're Zeke and you're trying to clear your name, you're not settling because that, no. again, gives you some kind of guilt in the situation. No, you don't settle at all, and he's right to not settle because of this. So the NFL is digging themselves a pretty deep hole right now, and they're not going to get out of really either of these until potentially towards at least the end of the regular season. Yeah, and then, I mean, let's talk about this game. You know, the Cowboys get Sean Lee back. Uh, they. This is the first time all year that Hitchens and Lee will play together as linebackers, allowing Jalen Smith to have more of a substitute role, uh, which is he's proving is better for him. Uh, you know, Zeke. This was the game where the Cowboys went down fourteen nothing last year really quickly, and then they had to make a comeback. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have seen the 49ers. Most of their games have been close this year. Dallas is favored by six points. This is C.J. Beathard's first start. He is a rookie. He did play well last week, but he also made a crucial interception as well. Um, and they also had a penalty call. It didn't go their way either. Our son had the offensive pass interference or whatever. It... I feel like I gotta go with the Cowboys here because they've had the bye week. Uh, they've had time that you know they've had time to process the Zeke situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and the 49ers are starting a rookie. And if you're gonna try to make C.J. Beathard beat you, I would say that you're in a better situation, I guess. But 49ers have proven that you have weapons. Marquise Goodwin, Pierre Garçon, not nothing to mess with. Yeah, but C.J. Beathard is. I'm going with Dallas. <laughs> You're right about that, but I'm just saying. I mean, we've, we've seen this where, hey, you've got two guys with speed. If they can beat those corners of Dallas who... Yeah, but issues, you know. 
they can beat the corners all they want. If you've got a guy, a corn-fed statue who can't throw it to them, then what does that speed really mean? <laughs> corn-fed statue, I like that one. Uh, we'll see. Mm. Uh, you know, our buddy Steven loves him since T.J. Beathard, so. Yeah, no comment. No, no comment. <laughs> So let's go on to a huge uh, a game that's big because there's always something extra, a little extra in these meetings with the Bengals and Steelers. Uh, Bengals are trying to continue to rise up the ranks here and get back to the team that we thought they were going to be. And the Steelers, of course, got a huge win against the Chiefs. Uh, now they go back home to play their rivals. A game that always has a little blood, sometimes some injuries, you know. Uh, I mean, this one usually has a little bit of everything, but I got to go with the Steelers at home on this one. How can I not go with the Steelers at home? I mean, yeah, the Bengals are going to rise up, but are they really that impressive? No, they're not. I do want to throw this stat at you, though, Eric. Through the first six weeks of the season, home teams are 44 and 45, which is the fifth lowest home winning percentage through six weeks since 1970. Yeah, and lest we forget, 70 was that significant year of the murder, and everybody was talking about the NFL and the AFL. Guess what? Look at what happened in 72. It didn't take long for that trend to reverse itself. The AFL beat the NFL, or rather then, the AFC over the NFC in inter-conference games, and that happened to be the Dolphins' perfect season. Trends like that tend to be very short-lived. Steelers. It is true. There's never, a, there's never been a season where the home team has never finished the season below 500, but they're at 494. 494 uh, percentage right now. So uh, they're close to that line. Let's let's see if they raise that by the end. But, yeah, so that certainly proves the Bengals could have come in here and, and get the win. Certainly, but I, I'm going to go uh, with the Steelers uh, on, on this game. Sorry, I'm, I'm also trying to read things while, we're, while I'm talking. Uh, another visual game, the Broncos and Chargers. Uh, this one could also go kind of either way. Uh, the Chargers have not won at SubHub Center all year. Uh, the Broncos, I mean, what Trevor Simeon are we going to get? What Broncos defense are we going to get? The, the mm-hmm. coach called Simeon out saying he's got to play better. I feel like this is a game the Chargers could win. They almost won earlier in the season. Yeah, and personally, I think the Broncos need a bounce-back game after that, calling it what it is, shocker on Sunday night against the Giants, and I think they do that. Because, I mean, yeah, with, with, with the Chargers, just like they had the bad luck that reversed itself, their good luck can reverse itself again. I'm going to go with the Chargers here. Finally get that win and stuff up center. Uh, 
you know, I just think, I wonder if Simeon has another bad game here. Now, certainly, the Chargers are a team you can have a really good game against as well, you know, along with C.J. Anderson, uh, which the Chargers have a bad run offense, so that's a rad run defense, sorry. So that's uh, something to, to look at for, you know, how much you want to run C.J. Anderson and everything else, but uh, I don't know. I'm just going to go. I, I had the bad hunch last time I did this. I wouldn't be surprised if the Chargers get whooped or something, but just going to go with the Chargers anyway. Sunday night game, the Super Bowl rematch. The game a lot of people are waiting for. It's the game that, uh, you know, the NBC is going to be touting all week long, all weekend long. The, uh, the you know, that 28-3 deal is going to get played over and over and over. The 28-3, the 17 to nothing, the other big lead. And you know what I see? I see the Falcons blowing yet another big lead. Yep, Falcons blowing leads. That's been the situation. A lot of blame was put on Steve Sarkeesian. And Matt Ryan said, no, the offense needs to play better around him. Uh, the Patriots' offense is not the problem. It's their defense. So this certainly could be a shootout game. And when I'm talking about shootout games at home, I'm going with the Patriots. Agreed. I mean, you don't. The mystique of the Mercedes-Benz Stadium is gone. And now you're not even playing there when you have this game. It's not going to happen. Brady's probably going to put up 450 yards and six touchdowns. And you're probably going to want to take the over. And then we're going to have to hear about that all the rest of next week, which is going to make me want to get even more drunk. I wouldn't blame you at that point, but... God, the day that man retires, you will not want to be around me in my house because there's going to be dancing and there's going to be things that I would probably be very, very shameful of. Please let that day come soon. Yeah. I I do, before we uh, talk about the final game here, I do want to mention that I think what Chris Long is doing this entire season is absolutely tremendous, giving game checks away for, you know, awesome uh, causes. The the education equality effort, uh, giving uh, game checks so that you can get water in places where there's... There's not that. There's not running water there. Uh, it's it's absolutely incredible what Chris Long is doing. I think that's that's something to certainly be commended for. And I, I'm I just wanted to say that before we talk about the game. I uh, it, look uh, the, the Eagles have already beaten the Redskins uh, first game of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, this is in Lingo Financial Field where you know mm-hmm. the Eagles have played much better this year. Mm-hmm. It's it's also tough to beat a division opponent twice, though. No, it isn't. Three times, it's one thing. But let's face it, they're only going to see the Redskins twice this season. No, I agree with you. I think the Eagles have the edge in this game. Their defense has been absolutely top-notch. Carson Wentz has proven to be every bit of the great quarterback that you know they drafted him to be. Uh, the... You know, Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar, all that's worked out for them. 
I imagine if they would have been able to keep uh, Darren Sproles healthy, but yeah, I just think this is one where that defense is going to make Kirk Cousins look bad, and the Eagles win. Eagles win, one step closer to Kirk Cousins not getting that long-term deal. Yeah, I mean, that's one another thing that Kirk Cousins has to watch out for is, you know, you don't do too well this season. You're going to be looking at that that franchise tag you signed and going, oof, maybe I made the wrong decision holding out that many times betting on myself. There's only so many of those you can do. And with that, we're going to go to the college uh, picks here as uh, Memphis was able to defeat Houston Riley Ferguson, 471 pass yards, and five second-half touchdown drives. He led the team on. He only only threw one, though. Yeah, biggest comeback in Tigers history. Yeah, that was all in the third and fourth quarters. 21 points each quarter. Crazy. Mm, Absolutely. You gotta love it. Yeah, the American has been absolutely insane uh, this year. Uh, how many teams it's, has – there's three teams from the American ranked right now <laughs> because they all either have one loss or, or they're undefeated as UCF and South Florida are. So it's, oh, it's incredible to me. Oh, to get together. <laughs> oh, South Florida and – and UCF, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I nearly went to one of those schools. You almost did? Almost. It was a very, very long story involving somebody dragging with paperwork. Mm. Which one did you almost go to? UCF. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So let's start there. The UCF Golden Knights going against the Navy Midshipmen five and zero against five and one. I think UCF. I think UCF dropped the Golden and they're just the Knights now. I think Vegas. Why they had that? Anyway, yeah, UCF. Because I'm not bitter. I say they win this one. It is at. Away from from all that, it's it's at Navy. I'll go with UCF as well, but uh, Navy's shown to certainly be a formidable team. Uh, watch out for that. Uh, watch out for that one. I, I do. I would love to see South Florida and UCF meet at the end uh, for that. Like conference title game with both of them being undefeated so oh it wouldn't be for the conference title oh, it'd be for the who gets this conference title game right uh, which would be be cool to see so uh, but yeah i'm gonna go with ucf here on this one uh florida state and louisville and louisville for this one yeah, Lamar Jackson did torch the Seminoles last year. 
Uh, of course, that was at Papa John's. Uh, this one makes a difference. It's at Florida State here in, in Tallahassee. Uh, you still have the backup quarterback, but Florida State's best asset is their defense. And we have seen defenses make Lamar Jackson look very mortal this year. That being said, I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Yeah, it's one of those teams, especially Jackson, even though he's out of the Heisman Trophy race, he's still got a lot of stock to shoot for. Texas and Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State easily. Uh, Texas did keep up with Oklahoma, though. And? Uh, they're not going to do that twice. I, I'm just Yeah, I agree with you. I think Oklahoma State's got too much firepower. They will uh, get the win over the Longhorns. Uh, God, do they just not have anything else to pick from here for this pick em? Iowa nope. State and Texas Tech. Texas Tech. I No, I looked at the entire schedule. I was thinking, crap, crap, crap. Crap, decent, good. Hey, I like that. Crap, 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 crap. Late night. Oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough on uh, that one. The Oklahoma Sooners against Kansas State. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Hashtag Boomer Sooner. Kentucky against Mississippi State. Kentucky trying to go 6-1. And And it ain't going to happen. Mississippi State. Yeah, I think Mississippi State finally gets back on the winning track here and uh, puts Kentucky back down to size. I do think if Kentucky wins this game, though, they could be in the running for a ranking, depending on what happens. Uh, then you've got uh, USC and Notre Dame. Mainly because I want a little bit of chaos until I don't. <laughs> I'm going with Notre Dame to win at home against USC. Sam Darnold, once again, committing turnovers and causing problems. Be prepared to play school another year, bro. <laughs> Michigan against Penn State. Can Michigan pull off the upset at Happy Valley? Uh, I picked this one on the kickoff as my upset. And of all those, I think this is the one that's realistically going to happen. I'm going to stick with it. I think they can. Uh, I'm going with Penn State. Michigan has not convinced me at all this year. Uh, Wyoming and Boise State. Boise State Uh, made San Diego State look bad last week. uh, Boise State. You can't go wrong on the blue field. You can't. (laughs) I was like, wow, we're interrupting programs now. That's great. Well, I had (laughs) something on pause because they have a LeVar Ball interview from about an hour ago, but my DVR ran out of pause space, so... Uh, gotta catch that big ball of brand, maybe. Exactly, especially with that shirt, which I kind of like, but I wouldn't buy it. Ooh, Lonzo Ball looked bad in his first game. 
Yeah, well, the Magic Johnson had other things on his mind. Dodgers are winning their first World Series since 88. Kudos to them. I swear they've been back to the World Series before then. No, they haven't. Oh, they always get, like, close. They get to the NLCS, but they don't win the pennant. Well, let's see if they're playing the Yankees, maybe. Oh, God, I hope that not. That would be baseball's dream. Yeah, it would be Dodgers. the first Yankees-Dodgers series in my lifetime, but I don't want to see it because I don't like the Yankees. So you want Dodgers and... I said at the uh, beginning of the postseason it would be Dodgers and the winner of either the Indians or the Astros, but the Yankees went ahead... Oh, I'm getting too many flashbacks. San Diego State should be beating Fresno State. Of course. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, North Texas and Florida Atlantic. North Texas simply because North Texas. It's going yeah. to be a conference championship preview, but Florida Atlantic, don't kid yourselves. Please, please, North Texas win so I can just lambast the lane train <laughs> with uh, wonderful news. Uh, it's Wisconsin, up, to it's up to you to derail it, Mean Green. Please do. Wisconsin should be beating Maryland. Uh, no doubt, right? Yeah, no. That, please. Alabama and Tennessee. <clears throat> if Tennessee even scores like 10 points, it'll be... Tennessee oh, scores at all, it'll be a miracle. What about uh, Miami and Syracuse? Could Syracuse pull off the upset again? Oh, hell no. Don't you even dare. I'm just asking the question. No, that, that, no, no. I, I think uh, Miami I will have watched that game very closely. And no better. Well, uh, well, of course, they're going to watch the game closely and it's going to to know better. That's just how they operate and function. Well, I mean, also, again, we got to remember that Brian Kelly was hurt in that game. So, well, yeah, Kelly Bryant was hurt. Or Kelly Bryant, sorry. Yeah, he was hurt, but we've already got guys hurt going into this game. We're going to do just fine. We're eight for a reason. Syracuse is a basketball and lacrosse school. It's all good. So do you think Indiana follows the same route as Michigan and Ohio State and gives them a game, or is this more like the Penn State game and Michigan State just blows them out? Eh, Michigan State's going to blow them out. I know. Granted, uh, it's kind of sad to see Legal not be the starting quarterback anymore, but that's helping Indiana. It's just not helping Indiana much. I agree with you there. Certainly. Uh, Washington State and Colorado. Mm, Wazoo bounces back. I they would say Wazoo back. as well. Colorado is not. They looked interesting at the beginning, but they have not looked uh, good at all since then. 
All right, so I think that's going to do it for us here. Uh, thank you for checking us out this week. We will be back on Monday uh, with a recap of the whole uh, NFL Week 7. And, of course, uh, you know, whatever news has come out uh, since then. Hopefully nothing to derail us this week. And, yeah, if you like what you hear, you know, you can listen to us. On YouTube, on W2Mnet.com, W2M Network, as well as you subscribe to that. You can get all of our podcasts, including Eric's uh, Point of Viewer, all the other stuff that I'm on, uh, the video games to the max, wrestling to the max, uh, the soccer to the max as well, uh, everything else. Uh, with MLS Decision Day coming up on Sunday, it should be very interesting. I am now off work for that, so... I'll be watching as many games as I possibly can. Uh, got quad boxes happening, damn it. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to be dual screening that one because right in the thick of it, right after the U.S. women's national team against South Korea and during all the NFL action. So yeah, Cowboys will be playing, so I'll have one screen on for that. Yeah, so it's like, uh, I'm not going to be too tolerable come Sunday. Yeah, so uh, thank you for checking us out again. You can also listen to us on your Amazon Alexa or other speaker devices uh, by using, uh, telling it Amazon Spreaker and then play football to the max and you are right there. Uh, so... You know, if you check us out on that, let us know. You can hit us up on Twitter at WTMSean, at Squid Sportshead, at WTM Network is for the entire website and and network. And yeah, until next week, we'll see you later. Peace. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.